This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, May 22nd, 2016. Holy living, do good. So that's Evan Almighty, um, kind of a modern-day Noah story, Morgan Freeman playing God there, and when it's all said and done, he tells Noah, or, or Evan, that he did good, right? He did good. And that's an important part of holy living, to do good. That's our focus this morning. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. Mine's Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, we do thank you for today. It's a day that you had in your mind's eye so long ago. Settle us in so that we might receive your word found in scripture, so that we might be changed and transformed by it. We pray this in your most holy and precious name. And everybody gathered said, amen. Okay, so as we've shared uh, in previous weeks, 1 Peter is a letter that Peter wrote to some exiled Christians living in Asia Minor. His, his intention was to give them encouragement as they faced uh, the challenge of persecution. As believers living in a sometimes challenging environment ourselves, we too can gain encouragement from, from this writing. Here's what Peter says in the third chapter, verses 8 through 12. Finally, all of you should be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tender-hearted and keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do and he will grant you his blessing. For the scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and what? Do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right and his ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Well, this sounds like something that Jesus could have written instead of Peter, doesn't it? Pay them back with a blessing. Turn away from <coughs> evil and what? Do good. Peter goes on to ask, who would want to harm you if you are eager to do good? Even if you suffer for doing good, God will reward you, he shares. Now, that's a challenge. <laughs> it's one thing to do good in the midst of evil, to, to repay evil with good, but it's tough to do good when you are going to suffer for it. Suffering's not much fun, is it? That's why they call it suffering. Yeah. So Peter goes on to share that it's better to suffer for doing good, since God likes us to do good, rather than to suffer for doing wrong. You know, Jesus suffered. He suffered for our sins. He didn't do anything wrong. He suffered for our sins. He never sinned, yet he suffered for us so that we might be brought safely home to God. In chapter 4, 
Peter gives us some insight in how we might do this, how we might not repay evil for evil, how we might do good in the midst of suffering, how we might do good by arming ourselves against sin. For our message this morning, we've asked four of our graduating seniors from high school to comment on the scripture. We asked them to read 1 Peter chapter 4 and pick something out that spoke to their heart and then comment on it. And so first up, we have Brenton Wiseman, and he is going to share uh, about the first few verses in chapter 4. Let's take a look. In 1 Peter chapter 4, I find the first two verses extremely intriguing. Verse 1 calls us to fight against sin as Jesus did. It reflects on how Christ suffered through flesh and calls us to arm yourselves with the same attitude. When I read this, the way it said arm yourselves really stood out to me. In Ephesians 6, 14 through 17, we are taught about the armor of God. Through Christ, we have acquired the shield of faith, belt of truth, sword of the spirit, and more. We are called to use this equipment throughout our day-to-day lives. Through the past couple of months, I have had this in mind, remembering that I am a child of God and a warrior of God. He calls me to action and I will lean on his power and use the armor bestowed upon me to carry out his task at hand. Where people see a cross that Jesus died on, I see a sword in which we can fight against the sin of the world. We wait for him to call upon us because he is our deliverer. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 2 calls us to spend the rest of our time focused on the will of God instead of our human desires. I went on my first flight of Chrysalis in 2013 and um, while it helped me with like my relationship with God and staying close to him, it wasn't until serving uh, this year in Flight 52 with my brother that I, uh, I realized how important it is to not focus on worry and stress and all like the little things that the world bestows upon you and just start focusing on what God wants you to do and his love for you and being ready for when he calls you to action. Mm. So thank you, Brenton. As we, uh, as we said, as he said, we must arm ourselves as, as Paul tells us in the sixth chapter of Ephesians. <clears throat> uses the analogy of battle armor for the armor God affords us as faithful followers. Here's what he says. He says, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. To do good is a challenge, especially in the midst of evil. It's especially challenging when we're hanging out with people who are encouraging us to not do good, but instead kind of pulling us or taking us in a different direction. There are times when our challenge becomes letting those friends go, and that is so hard. 
to find new friends who will help us, who will pull us up, who will encourage us to do good. Mm. Here's what Peter has to say about that. He says, of course, your former friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild, wild and destructive things they do. And so they slander you. But remember that they will have to face God who stands ready to judge everyone, both the living and the dead. And so graduating senior Erin Wilson, who was just at the last service, she shares her thoughts on separating from friends who became obstacles. Take a look. As I look back over uh, my high school years, I've noticed that I have overcome a lot of obstacles. Um, and one of the greatest obstacles that I had to overcome was, you know, finding out who I, who I needed to become. And with that, I had to lose some people um, and cut some of my closest friends. This is very hard for me because you know, I, you know, always confided in that one person, but um, after, I guess, a couple of months going through, just working with the Lord and, you know, reading my Bible, I realized that um, God was trying to show me something. He was trying to reveal something to me, and that the next step of my life was to be baptized and with that um, God allowed two other Christian friends to come into my life and to really show me how you know Christians are supposed to walk and how they're supposed to share their message to other individuals. Um, that allowed that also allowed me to really follow in their footsteps and also to help them as well. Um, so we could just build a better bond and to show other people God's love and express our, our love with um, the Lord Jesus Christ. Erin has walked it out oh so faithfully and we're grateful for her. Mm. So here's the thing, being good, doing good is a choice, it's a choice. Even when we're surrounded by evil, even when we are surrounded by people who would like to help us make bad choices, people would like to help us go down with them, we still have a choice. The, the choice to follow evil or the choice to do good and follow God. Throughout this section of Scripture, end of chapter 3, all of chapter 4, this, this section deals with us having the choice of following God, using our spiritual gifts for His glory, the choice of staying true in the midst of insult, the choice of going through fiery trials and realizing that we are partners with Christ in our suffering, the choice of loving others even when they hurt us. As Alan said, we always have a choice. And so the question throughout all of this is, what are we going to choose? What are you going to choose? Sometimes it helps if we plan ahead, to try to think things out, if we give some thought to what's coming and determine beforehand 
how we're going to respond, how we're going to follow God, how we're going to live for God, how we're going to do good. Mm-hmm. Even in the midst of challenge, even in the midst of suffering, even in the midst of pain. Mm-hmm. So we have graduating senior Matt Wilkins. He's going to share with us his thoughts as he looks back and looks ahead while considering this piece of scripture. When I think back on my life, I can't think of anything spectacular I've done to help others or anything that I've done for God. And something I really wanted to do differently uh, that relates to 1 Peter uh, chapter 4, verse 11, is doing something for God and doing everything for God. And that's really what that verse talks about, is doing things for God. And so when I go to college, what I really wanted to do is not follow the normal crowd that I've always followed, uh, get involved with Christian activities, uh, pray more and do more activities to spread God's love to others. And that's really just what I wanted to do when I go off to college and how I'm going to change the world around me and how this verse has affected my life. Mm. 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 Thank you, Matt. You know, doing good, doing right isn't always easy. And there are times when we might even be persecuted for it. Just because we're doing good doesn't mean that our lives are going to be without challenge, without persecution, without suffering. Truth is, sometimes when we're doing good in the name of Jesus, we might suffer more. The world doesn't always get it. And at times, we may pay the price for that. But keep on doing good. You will be blessed. This past week, actually two weeks, the United Methodist Church held their general conference in Portland, Oregon. Esalie, we want to welcome you back from serving at that conference. Thank you so much. Sixth one she's done. Sixth one, yes. And so as leaders in the United Methodist Church, uh, we are a United Methodist Church called Connection Community Church, We were very focused on the outcomes of this conference as they will affect us both directly and indirectly. The general conference that SLE served at, it's held every four years. And the primary purpose is to consider proposals for changes, changes in the way we're structured, chambers and um, changes in the way that we do ministry, changes in what we call the book of discipline. So though there were many, many, many proposals for change that were considered, the one that got the most attention, the one that I know you heard in the news and all over social media, the one that was most controversial, they were focused on sexual, uh, human sexuality and the United Methodist Church. Primarily, the issues of same-sex marriage and ordination into ministry of practicing homosexuals. 
The debate was so heated and divisive that in order for business to be able to continue, nothing was able to get done because of all of the controversy that was going on. And there were a lot of really important issues to address. They um, kind of stopped the discussion and called for a commission to study a way forward for the church. There will be a special general conference that will take place in the next few years to vote on recommendations uh, that will come from this commission. Hmm. You know, it really shouldn't surprise us that there's such controversy. It's, uh, it's not unusual for the church to reflect the culture. And this topic that was so divisive is certainly a hot one in the culture as well. And what I'm gonna say now, um, you may be celebrating or you might be mourning because I'm sure we have persons all over the place in reference to this subject. So I'm gonna ask you as I share what I'm gonna say now, not to cheer or to just to, just to listen and to uh, just quietly appreciate what we're sharing here, please. Here at Connection, Connection Community Church, Carrie and I have always been um, scripturally, spiritually, fairly conservative biblically conservative, and we've taken the orthodox view in, in most all discussions, and especially this one that we're talking about this morning. As such, we believe that marriage is between one man, one woman for life. We believe sex outside of marriage, outside of traditional marriage, is sinful. We believe homosexual behavior is contrary to scripture, and therefore, then therefore we are against ordination of practicing homosexuals. Living in a fairly liberal part of the country, the Northeast, Northeast and Northwest are the two most liberal, uh, many of our colleagues in this area dis disagree with us. And uh, there are times when we have felt under attack. That's why we're sharing this this morning, because it ties in with the, the, the first Peter scripture that we're talking about today. At times, we felt under attack, kind of ostracized. And you know, sometimes in, th in, in situations like this, it would actually be easier to just go along with the culture. It would be easier. But that's not what we're called to do. We feel God calling us to hold steady, to keep the faith, to speak truth always in love. Let me repeat that, to speak truth always in love and to do what we feel is good in the midst of this and other challenges like it. We're going to arrange a special evening, a town hall meeting, and invite um, a few people who attended General Conference from our area to come and speak to us directly about um, the conversations across the board that happened in the next couple we are that happened in the last two weeks. So mark your calendar as soon as you hear the date, and we'll also send out a, a big uh, announcement over the internet so that you'll, you won't miss that. Mm. So that being said, we need to remember what Peter shared at the beginning of this letter. He told us to be tender-hearted, to keep a humble attitude. He told us to not repay evil with evil. Even Christians are really good at that. 
Christians are really good at speaking out of place. There's ugly on both sides. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That's what God has called us to do. And scripture says God will grant us a blessing. For the scripture says, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. It's good to remember what Peter shared near the end of this chapter four. Starting at verse 14, going to 16. If you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed for the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble, or prying into other people's affairs. But it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. Our final graduating senior shares shares with us this morning um, something that's really deep in her heart. Her name's Kelly Hartwick. Kelly will be worshiping at 11 o'clock, and she relates our scripture this morning by sharing a story of one of her teachers who was working very hard to encourage goodness from the students. Here's Kelly. So because we were near the end of the school year at Wilmington Friends School, we had a teacher come down to one of our senior class meetings. And she just wanted to tell us about what a great year we've had and how much we really mean to her, but also because she wanted to tell us that she gets nervous around this time of year. And she gets nervous because even like the students she doesn't expect um, will have a tendency to act out and break rules. And then the next day, about a fourth of my class skipped school. And the same teacher came down a couple days later and she tells us, you know, she's very upset and we've really hurt her because she tells us how much we mean to her and what a great year we've had. Um, and then we respond basically by skipping class. And she just wanted, again, to remind us that we really meant a lot to each other and to the school and that we should remember to love each other. Um, and that she was saying this mostly not because she didn't want to be hurt by our actions, but she definitely didn't want to see us hurt ourselves by our own actions. And then about a week later, a bunch of students pulled the senior prank that was meant basically to hurt one of our teachers. Um, and again, the same teacher came back and she said, the school's really hurt by this. Obviously, this teacher's really hurt by this. I think some of your classmates are really hurt by this. And this isn't us. This isn't the kind of people we've been for the past four years. And she showed us again the same kind of forgiveness and love that she had shown us again and again. Even the four years we've made mistakes, the same teacher has always been there for us. And it was this kind of rare kind of love that she was showing us that maybe my other classmates weren't seeing, but I saw as the kind of love that I think at my age we only experienced from our parents so far. And it's the kind of love and forgiveness we're told in church that we should have. Um, the kind of unconditional love and forgiveness that God has. I've really thought this verse has been important for me um, 
so that I remember that I love my classmates, I love my teachers, and I love my school, and that I need to continue acting with love, that I need to not act out. Um, even though saying goodbye is going to hurt, it's better that it hurts than if I burn bridges or lose friends that I've loved for so many years. Um, and I also have been trying to remember this verse as a way to love my classmates when they act out, when they say things that hurts the school or they friends say things to me that hurt me, um, that I understand my friends that leaving is going to hurt and it's very scary, but ultimately it would be better for goodbyes to hurt. And I really liked this verse because it says that love covers a multitude of sins and right now for me, love is covering a multitude of goodbyes. We have some awesome Absolutely. youth here. Thanks mm. to Kelly. That, that teacher's message to her students that Kelly shared was to, to act in love even when you're facing hurt. Good message. Good message for us as well. Act in love, do the right thing, do good, even in the midst of challenge, in the midst of pain, in the midst of opposition. For the exiled believers Peter was talking to, he encouraged them to keep on doing what was right, even if they were finding life to be difficult because they were being faithful to God. And the same is true for you and me. Be good, do good. Do what is right. Be faithful to doing what God calls us to do, even when it's challenging, even when we're ridiculed, even when those around us encourage us to do otherwise. As Peter shares at the end of chapter 4, trust your life to the God who created you, for he will never fail you. Amen. Do good. That's one of the keys to holy living. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Almighty God, as we have focused on your words found in 1 Peter chapter 4, help us, God, do a self-examination of, of places where we might be taking the easy way out instead of holding fast, holding tight to your truth. Lord, help us reflect you in our words, in our actions. Help us not repay evil for evil. Help us not speak words like daggers, but instead speak words of kindness and compassion. And God, as you've created each one of us, and we all have sacred worth, Lord, help us follow your will and your way. Order our steps. And we thank you, O oh God, that you are a good good father that's who you are help us go deeper and deeper in love with you we pray this in the name of the father son and holy spirit thank you for joining us for our podcast for more information about connection community church in middletown delaware please visit our website at just show up church you can also call our church offices at 302 7692 Connection Community Church. Connecting people.